My name is West Gibbons, and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. This week, the podcast is back. First, I'll explain where I've been since the last episode, announce our exciting upcoming projects, and in the bulk of the episode, I'll introduce you to the first official members of the Tungsten team. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 58 of the Tungsten Originals podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is the first episode of 2021. I hope you are doing well, and I'm so excited to be kicking off the new year with this episode. So it has been a long time since our most previous episode, um, and I sound like a broken record because that's the same thing I said at the beginning of our last episode, but it's true. A lot has happened since our last episode, and before I get into the bulk of this episode where I'm introducing you to our newest team members, I wanted to take a little bit of time and explain what's been going on in my personal life and what has been going on behind the scenes at Tungsten, because even though we haven't been super active on the podcast or super active on social media, a lot of things have been cooking, so I'm really excited to bring you up to speed on what we've been working on. Um, But basically, when I recorded that last episode... um, You know, my whole plan was that I was going to start doing episodes again, but sadly due to my schedule and due to, you know, just a lot of things happening in my life, I wasn't able to do that. But what is exciting about this episode is that as I'm recording this, I have three episodes backlogged, ready to be posted. So the podcast is back and I'm so excited about the upcoming episodes. Um, I really think you're going to like the guests that we have on this year. We've got up until... March already planned on guests we're going to have. So um, very excited about what we have coming up. And if you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, we've got a double feature today. This is the first time we're releasing two episodes in a day. So when you're done listening to this episode, go listen to our other episode with Lee White. If you don't know Lee, he is one of my closest friends. He's been on the podcast. This will be his third time, but he is a writer, director, and an activist. And we talked about his first job after graduation, um, fighting off imposter syndrome and, you know, this equality that he's fighting for in the industry. And I'm really proud of that episode. I think it's a great way to, you know, kick off our classic interviews of this year of this new season, if you want to call it that, um, you know, we're back and better than ever. So I, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you go listen to that one as well, because I always enjoy, the conversations I get to have with Lee, and I really think you will as well. But in my personal life, since that last episode, I've had some kind of really big life moments happen. Um, I graduated from film school. Uh, I didn't have an actual graduation. It was, you know, all remote, but I got the degree. I'm officially done with my undergraduate studies. I uh, So that was in August, at the end of August when I graduated. And then in November, at the very beginning of November, November 1st, I moved to New York City. And that is where I'm recording this episode right now. It's still kind of bizarre to me that I live here, even though I've lived here for three months. Kind of baffles my mind because I used to think about doing this for a long time. And now I'm actually here. Um, it's a big move. You know, it's it's scary in a lot of ways, but it's still really exciting to be here. I've got some good friends here. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like everything that I was hoping it would be. So it's been an exciting time. Uh, and then in mid-November, I started working as a COVID PA on Law & Order SVU. 
which is something that I certainly did not imagine I would be doing. <laughs> um, you know, especially like pre-COVID, of course, this job didn't even exist back then. But um, a friend of mine at SCAD uh, has been working at SVU for the past like two years. Um, he's actually, uh, I mean, now he's become a friend, but he, before I got this job, he was close friends with my girlfriend and he posted that they needed some, uh, some COVID PAs and I threw my hat into the ring and now I've been working there since mid-November and it has been a fantastic learning experience um, in the industry and, um, you know, it's just really cool to be on a professional union set and see how the big boys are doing it. And that's what I've been doing since the middle of November. So that's been a really interesting experience. And excitingly, I've got some people that work on Law & Order to be guests on the podcast. So um, keep an eye out on the Tungsten Instagram for submitting questions to those people. Right now, I've got the second AD locked in uh, to be on the podcast. Um, I think I've got someone from like the head of props who is really interested as well. So, you know, I'm trying to get all of these different people hear their perspectives because I think there's a lot to learn from them. And everyone there is so nice. And yeah, it's just a, it's really interesting experience. I can tell you, I did not think I would be taking iced tea's temperature whenever, <laughs> whenever I graduated, but here I am. It is what I'm getting paid to do and I'm really enjoying it. And I am, you know, especially grateful to have a job during COVID times because there are a lot of people that, you know, especially in the film industry that don't have jobs at all. I'm I'm friends with some of those people <laughs> and I sympathize with them. I was there I was in their position not too long ago. So, you know, um it is it, it is a gift. I'm very happy with it and it's also just a fantastic learning experience. So, I actually worked today as I'm recording this. So, it's been a fantastic experience and I'm really excited to bring on some of those people from work. I'm actually uh, going to have on the person who recommended me for the job, Austin Huffman. And I want to hear about, uh, you know, what it's like to work professionally as a PA for a couple of years, because that's something that we're told in film school, like once you graduate, you're going to be a PA, but then it's never really <laughs> explained, at least in my experience, it's never really explained, like, here's how you actually do that. And here's what that entails, because it entails a lot more than I originally knew personally. So that is what I've been doing, you know, employment wise. And I've also been really ramping up the work here at Tungsten over the past couple of months. But before I want to talk about that, I want to take you back to my last summer. So of course, 2020 was a crazy year. I don't want to say that in being dismissive of like the actual real life issues that came out of 2020 and like, you know, the important conversations that we had, I don't want to be like one of those dismissive people who's like, man, what a crazy year. Um, but that is something that we can all relate to is that a lot of unexpected things happened last year. Um, you know, I was not supposed to graduate in August. I was supposed to graduate at the beginning of June. Then I ended up taking a summer class and, you know, one thing led to another, just like it did for everybody else. But there was a lot of time last summer that I was really doubting Tungsten. I remember really vividly going on a run at this uh, small park near my apartment in Savannah that I had found last year. And I, I would be listening to podcasts, um, you know, from like YouTubers that I watch that are like doing a similar thing or other filmmakers. And I just 
kind of got into a rut of like, man, this is really unlikely that this is going to work out in the way that it does. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast for any more than a couple episodes, you've probably heard me talk about how I have these really big plans for Tungsten and I want it to be a full-fledged company and like, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I just kind of got into this rut of like, I don't think that is going to happen because, you know, it felt as if the world was crumbling around me. I hadn't made a podcast episode in so long, which, you know, was like my weekly routine for a year straight. And then it just stopped. And so that was a weird thing to deal with. You know, my thesis film, I had to postpone that. I talk about that in the previous episode, if you haven't heard it. I saw my friends having to postpone projects. It just felt like a really difficult time, you know, to be a filmmaker, which is such a, (laughs) as I say that, that's such a woe was me sentence. But uh, considering what everyone went through last year and is going through, but it's how it felt. I just got in my head about this not being really possible. I don't think I ever got to the full point of like, I'm going to quit. I'm not going to do anything. Um, I think that thought may have creeped in, but it never like, I was never super serious about that because I always came back to the idea of like, well, I have to try. Like, who knows if it's going to be this big successful thing that I want it to be. Who knows what's going to happen in the future. But if I don't try, then I'll never know. And I know that's uh, kind of a cheesy statement, but it's really true. So as I moved to New York and got settled, I started thinking about how the new year was right around the corner. And it really felt like the perfect time to get back to work with Tungsten and, uh, you know, really put the pedal to the metal and try to start shooting for these big goals that I had been thinking about for, you know, a couple of years. And so... I started getting more open to the idea of having more people on the team because up until December, you know, Tungsten was really just me. I, of course, worked with a bunch of fantastic friends and peers. And I mean, for those of you who are longtime listeners of the podcast, Brooks and Kara will always be like, in my mind, the original Tungsten people. Uh, If you're not a longtime listener, Brooks McMahon and Kara Ang are too close friends of mine from SCAD, the film school that we all went to. And they were there on the very first podcast episode that we recorded in my uh, (laughs) small apartment living room. Um, You know, they were there at the inception of what Tungsten was. So they will, of course, always hold a special place in my heart and a special place in like Tungsten history, if you want to call it that. But when it came to like the behind the scenes stuff, it was really just me. And so I started getting more open to this idea of like, you know, my schedule with work was is way busier than my school schedule. I'm working 12 to 14 hours a day, Monday through Friday. And so I thought I want to do all this stuff. But with that schedule, I can't do it all. Um, and I even knew last year, there was a bunch of stuff I wanted to do, couldn't do it all because I'm only one person. And so, you know, I started thinking about what would that look like with having a producer or what would it look like with having a podcast editor? That was also a really kind of a big deal for me because if you would have asked me a year ago, if I would allow anyone else to edit this, I would immediately give you a no because this is something that was so precious to me and I just didn't think I could trust like anybody else to take this and do with them, do with the podcast what I want to do with it. Um, Which, you know, is because I'm such a perfectionist about it, but if I'm if I was going to make anything happen this year, I basically came to the conclusion of like, 
I need help. And um, that kind of really just got my gears turning about what that potential help would look like. And the reason I'm sitting here recording right now, the reason any new episodes are coming out is because I was able to build a team. And man, I got to say, it really feels amazing. Going from being what I, it felt like I was the only one, I mean, I was the only one, you know, doing the behind the scenes stuff like I was saying, but I feel like that was the only one concerned about tungsten, like thinking about what the next thing could be to now having a team where I can consult and we're all shooting towards the same goal and they care about tungsten like I do, but they have different skill sets. Like, man, it is, it's simply the best feeling and the productivity of what we've been able to do has truly like tripled, like thinking about the things that I was able to accomplish on my own versus now it's like, man, I, I wish I brought all these lovely people on way sooner because I think like, man, what could have happened if, with all these people? But I, you know, I think this thing happened at the right time. I think I needed to go through that stage of feeling like I was totally on my own because that really taught me like, I want this that much that I will be the one person that is going to see it through. I'll be the one person recording the intro to the podcast at 3 a.m. so that I can get it out in six hours, you know? Like, I I kind of needed to go through that, I think. And I'm glad I did, but I'm also glad that that is over because it's really nice to be able to delegate work. <laughs> so highly recommended if you're able to do that in any capacity. Um, now, before I introduce you to the official members of the Tungsten team, I want to tell you a little bit about some of the projects that we are currently working on. Now, the first is a short film called Lighthouse Keeping, and it is written and directed by Nicole Barley. Lighthouse Keeping is a surreal psychological drama that explores the effect trauma can have on someone's mind and perception of time. We here at Tungsten are so excited to partner with Nicole and her team, and excitingly enough, they are currently raising funds to make their short film happen. So if you go to the first link in the description of this episode, you can find their Indiegogo campaign. It ends on Valentine's Day, and your support would be greatly appreciated. We're so excited to be helping out the team, and I definitely can tell that audiences are really going to love this short. So check out the Indiegogo campaign, toss a few dollars if you can. If not, be sure to share it on social media. It would truly be a huge help. Now, the second project that I'm really excited to talk about is Junk. Junk is a short film written and directed by Aiden Casey, who was the casting director for Blueberries. And Junk is a also a surreal film, but it's a surreal horror film that explores one man's downward spiral in the wake of tragedy. Um, we shot Junk um, a couple months ago, and production went really smoothly, and... You know, I'm really excited to go through the post-production process and send junk to film festivals and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to learn more about Lighthouse Keeping and junk, be sure to check out the Tungsten Originals social media pages and our home website at tungstenoriginals.com. These are some great projects with some great filmmakers, and, you know, we're really excited to be a part of those stories. And a, a project I'm also really excited about is Broken Wing, which is the music video that I directed for my brother in 2019. It is officially done, and we are working on a premiere date, so also be tuned to the Tungsten Originals social media 
to hear about that because I'm so excited for y'all to see that. It's the first music video I've ever made and I'm, I'm quite proud of it. And so I think you're really going to like that. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to get out those projects. You know, we have a lot of exciting projects that are coming out this year. Some things that I can't talk about right now, but um, it's going to be a good year. And with this team that I'm about to introduce you to, we're really going to make it the best year yet. But, you know, I think this is about enough of me blabbering. Like I said in the intro, the bulk of this episode is myself introducing you to the newest members of the team. And um, I want to give you a little short spiel on that. And then I want to hop into that because that's where this episode uh, really thrives, if you ask me. But I want to give you some names. So the sound editor for the Tungsten podcast is Clea Cullen fantastic scad film grad um i had met her i had like known her through you know just a scad film bubble but um we did this you know application process um to find podcast editors and we interviewed her and heard her work she has absolutely killed it so far she is the one who edited the second half of this episode and um i just couldn't be happier to have her on the video editor of the podcast is Quinn Fluitt. Quinn, I don't think, I think I maybe like knew about him, um, but I'd never formally met him. And so I met him, you know, during the interview process for the, uh, for the video editor position and was just so blown away by his body of work, his dedication to what he does, um, and his whole philosophy towards filmmaking. He has his own production company um, called Side Street Productions, and I feel like there's a lot of parallels with Side Street and Tungsten. And um, he has absolutely killed it so far. Video episodes are something that I have wanted to do for so long, and so I'm incredibly thankful that he is on the team. Um, there's not a video for this episode that you're currently listening to, but there is for Lee I'm very proud of it. You should head on to the Tungsten Originals YouTube channel and watch it. Leave it a like, leave it a comment. I think you'll enjoy it. The official photographer for Tungsten Originals is Hunter Hill. Hunter Hill is a familiar face around here. He is one of my closest friends, one of my favorite people in the world. And um, he's been on the podcast before. He's shot previous projects for us. And, you know, he was kind of always like the Tungsten photographer because he's one of my closest friends. But, you know, we talked and we wanted to like really, truly make it official. Love Hunter to death. I'm so excited that he is like officially on the roster. And last but not least, we've got two amazing producers. And those are the people that the bulk of this um, podcast is about. Those are the people that I interview in the second half. And I, I really think you're going to like them. If you don't know them already, I think you're going to fall in love with them just like I have. So it is my pleasure to introduce to you the first official producers at Tungsten Originals, Reagan LeVan and Joe Russ. Reagan and Joe, welcome to the podcast. Whoa, happy to be here. How are you folks doing? I am so excited. <laughs> Good. Joe took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Perfect. I'm so glad to have you both on the podcast for the first time for both of you. Um, but even more excited, I am just overjoyed that y'all are an official part of Tungsten. Up until December, when Reagan joined the team, Tungsten was just me. And, you know, I, of course, collaborated with a lot of people, but the official, like, 
behind the scenes folks was just me even though i've made it seem otherwise on social media um by the royal we but uh it just feels amazing to finally have a team so i'm so glad to introduce y'all in this way i can't wait to like get into the you know the dirt about how we know each other and like what your official involvement is going to be um but before we dive in could y'all introduce yourselves to the audience and reagan since you were uh, here first, <laughs> the first newest edition. Um, could you start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, I am a filmmaker from Kissimmee, Florida. Kind of, you know, got into film from a young age. Super passionate about storytelling and cameras, and you know, using whatever free editing software I could get on my computer at the time. And uh, I'd make short films with, you know, really close friends and my pet duck uh, at the time, Puddle Duck. And even though, you know, no ducks in my life right now, I, you know, throughout <laughs> college and beyond still get to make really awesome things that I love with my friends. And at the end of the day, that's what makes me pumped about what we do. Hells yeah. Uh, Joe, what's your childhood animal that connected you to this lovely, uh, lovely art of filmmaking? <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't have a duck uh, to introduce me to filmmaking or be there when my friends weren't there for me. <laughs> you were just alone. Um, you just had yourself. I was just alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> but around like the the age of eight or nine, uh, uh, I'm actually I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, um, and I found like a handy camera recorder and started making home movies in my basement with my friends and my siblings, and just grew up loving movies and watching the special features on those two disc. Mm-hmm. featurettes so i watched probably the special features of indiana jones and lord of the rings more than the actual movies themselves yeah. just thinking wow that like i just want to be a part of this process um and then that carried through all the way to going to college and uh going to scad where i met both of you guys and uh up until our graduation this past 2020 uh heck of a time to yeah. graduate and... <laughs> especially with a film degree <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> it's just great <laughs> <laughs> but uh now i'm based out of los angeles and just working freelance film hells yeah well again i'm so excited to have y'all on uh joe like you said we all met at scad uh and y'all both worked slash are working on blueberries so i feel like that is where we've really become close reagan i don't rem- i know we've talked about this before but i don't remember when we very first met i know it wasn't blueberries obviously i wouldn't have asked you to be a producer you know without like knowing you that well but right. what was can you refresh my memory um or do you also not know well okay so there were two points that we were like in the same room um one of which was when you know, the old house I used to live at, you came over one night because uh, we had a mutual friend that lived with me and you sat in my kitchen and we like, I just sat and listened to you talk because it's always just so interesting to hear you speak. And that was like, I think our first actual interaction. Yeah. So I was always like, yeah. I want to hang out with West. And then we were on reconnection together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's Bonded what it is. in a freezing prison. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was really cool, but we didn't get to do a lot of talking. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I forgot about that because you were playing the spooky <laughs> goblin yeah. girl in, in the second episode of Reconnection. <laughs> no, that was just me. Wow. You know. Ghost. Yeah. No makeup. No costume. No makeup. Just me. <laughs> Gotcha. And Joe, what's I think what's funny, Joe, about our friendship is that I had multiple. I like knew about you basically through all of SCAD because, uh, you know, there's just a large fan club of Joe <laughs> Russ. Um, but uh, I would have a multiple people tell me, like, you need to meet him. Y'all like will click together. Y'all are like similar people. And we didn't meet until senior year, <laughs> like fall of senior year. Yeah, it was much later, um, which is funny because I, I remember watching you from afar. Oh, no. Seeing your, was it Indiegogo or Kickstarter campaign for uh, your first film or one of Indiegogo your first films? Indiegogo for 38. Uh, for 38. Yeah. And I watched it. I remember watching it at home on like one of our uh, holiday breaks. And I was like, this this guy seems like he's got his head on his shoulders. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> and then I just kept watching like you progress Tungsten and progress the podcast and everything that you did just from, you know, by my binoculars. <laughs> so uh, you're that person bushes. who was watching me sleep. I was wondering who that was. Well, I was just keeping an yeah, eye on Yeah, I appreciate that. I just wanted to make sure you were right. <laughs> and um, it was like this uh, kind of, you know when you want to be friends with someone, but there's never like the opportunity yeah. for it to happen. Yeah. And I feel like you kind of manifested that senior year in the fall when uh, you had sent me your script for Blueberries. And to be honest, at, at first I was like so busy because there were so many things I wanted to do senior year. Mm -hmm. I wanted to uh, direct my senior mm -hmm. and then also shoot a few others. And I was like, I, honestly, like, I don't know if I'm going to have time to do mm -hmm. this. And then I ha I ended up having our second senior class together. And I got to read your script for the first time. And I I was like, I just passed up on a great <laughs> opportunity. Oh, yeah, because I was going to get you to DP. Script. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. wanted me to uh, be the DP for it. And I was just crushed because I was just like, I'm such an idiot for <laughs> passing up this opportunity oh. because I really connected to the script. Yeah. And um, then a few uh, events later, um, we ended up uh, reconvening and uh, I went from being your BTS videographer to your gaffer and then um, your DP. In about 72 <laughs> hours, I think. Yeah, man of many hats. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a f Thursday or a Friday that you said you do PTS, and then we were like, we don't have a gaffer. Joe obviously knows how delight because he's a DP, and then you were bumped up to that, <laughs> and then like Monday or Tuesday of the next week, I found out that, and I told I told the story on the most recent episode of the podcast my like solo one my solo update one that taylor wedding the dp had a hairline fracture in her neck and could no longer dp and we were supposed to leave that thursday <laughs> and so that set up the uh biggest roller coaster of my life ever and i hope that never gets topped um and so then you were the dp and then um COVID existed but we're making it this year so the idea is still yes. there. 
um, the script still exists. So we're going to make it happen. But yeah, that was a crazy, um, a crazy time period. I will never forget whenever Joe and I were at Arnold Hall, which is a SCAD building, uh, whenever we decided like Joe's the DP now and we're like, all right, well, we have four days to <laughs> get on the same page. Let's go. And in luckily you, uh, we had seen your two together, like you said, so you had seen all the different iterations of the script, heard me talk about it so much and like it immediately started clicking. Um, but it is kind of funny how all that stuff worked out, but you know, I think the reason that both of y'all are on Tungsten um, is because uh, I think we are all similar in the best ways and different in the best ways. You know, I think we all have similar ideas behind filmmaking and storytelling in general and all like really connect on, on, along those lines. But, um, you know, we're different in that we come from different like disciplines Um and, you know, different, of course, places we grew up and like how we started consuming movies and making this stuff. So um, I feel like we're just a great amalgamation of uh, of a team here. So this is just it's really exciting. And, you know, if you, I feel like if you would have asked me at the beginning of 2020, if I wanted to bring on other people as a part of tungsten, I would have like immediately said no, because tungsten was like such an important thing to me. And I had had like, um, a lot of people expressed interest in being a part of it, which is like always the night, like that is the fact that people <laughs> want to be a part of this is still crazy to me. And like, is the highest compliment. Um, but you know, a lot of people like want to be involved and then like some things would fizzle out. Um, people say like, I can do this. And then that fizzles out or whatever. So I wanted to like make sure to find the right person and you know I, I i talk about this in the early part of this episode about how like i there were a lot of times last year where i felt like a lot of doubt about tungsten uh, i remember going on runs in the summer and just thinking like i just it's not gonna happen i just kind of like there were times in which i convinced myself like i don't think it's too big of an idea i don't know if it's like possible with like the future or whatever um but those ideas were always quickly rushed away out of my just deep desire to make this happen and so now i feel even more invigorated to like make things happen and we've already achieved like a lot i feel like the productivity of tuxen has just skyrocketed now that we have more minds on this um so you know i want to explain a little bit about like how y'all got to be on tungsten um come december last december I had been working at my job for about a month and I was thinking about like, you know, the new year is coming. Um, I, I knew I was going to re restart the podcast. I knew I was going to make that happen somehow with my new schedule, whether it be like only once a month or something. I knew I was going to make that happen, but I got to the point where I was like, I want and need a team. Um, and the first person that I thought about, you know, I was trying to think of like, who's a good like producer minded person that like is good creatively, but also really good logistically and can like make stuff happen. And the first person I thought about was Reagan. Um, you were like a fantastic producer, great on blueberries on all the projects that we've worked on. And, uh, we all share this way, but, um, we all share these ideas, but like Reagan, you're a very obsessive person 
and work on a lot of projects and I see that and you lose sleep over them as do I. Um, but then I, you know, <laughs> we were working on junk together cause I brought you onto junk. Um, and I was like, let's have a meeting. And it, I think you thought it was a junk meeting. So can you like tell the little snippet of what that very long <laughs> zoom call ended up being like? Yeah, so I think that day we had had like quite a few junk meetings uh, that night, just going over some logistics and details on kind of like a whole, you know, unit um, with the crew at the time. And after one of our meetings, uh, he pulled a like, can you hop on a quick call? And I was like, okay, oh, yeah. junk again, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Junk recap, here we go. And I think I was like... At that point, there had been so many meetings that day. I was sitting on my kitchen floor and we're just chatting. Oh, yeah. And you kept dancing around uh, the subject of, so I want to ask you something. Um, and I had a feeling it was about tungsten. And part of me really, really hoped it was about tungsten. And I think it was, what, like 15 minutes before you finally asked, like... You know, you laid it all out and kind of what your thought process had been um, and kind of everything about, you know, from blueberries to, you know, your job and just thinking about that in the future of Tungsten and how you wanted to go moving forward and expanding it. And then you had asked and it was, I don't know, it was so cool. And I think, you know, I spent, I was so exhausted from the day, but suddenly this was just like this huge, like energy boost and I think I sat up all night yeah. it was like a Saturday night like planning like these are the ideas I want to bring to the table and you know it's really right. great to be so incredibly excited about something you know what I mean so I don't know it was awesome yeah I think that I think that meeting ended up being like three hours like actually yeah <laughs> I remember at the end my eyes oh my were like <laughs> closing themselves and it's like, all right, this is exciting, but we should go to sleep. <laughs> um, and that, I mean, that was, I was, uh, again, really excited that you wanted to be on at all. Um, but, uh, and then Joe, we caught up recently, I guess, I mean, a few months ago or a few weeks ago, maybe like two or three weeks ago, we had like a long, mm -hmm. another long phone call catching up about like, you know, about your move to LA, my move to New York, uh, New York is better. Um, <laughs> and New York is for Trumps. <laughs> New York is for Trumps. LA stands for lame ass. Um, you know, we got, all, <laughs> we got all that stuff out of the way. Um, but then we just, we talked a lot about tungsten, you know, because of course I was ramping up work on that and you were interested in it. And, um, the more we talked, the more I was thinking like, oh yeah, Joe should, Joe should come on too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and cause working on blueberries was just such a pleasant experience, even though it was, you know, for a couple days that of actual work that we got to do together. Um, but we really connected in senior two and, um, I feel like we just had similar ideas about this, the world in general. So do you want to give that story from like your perspective? Yeah, honestly, I feel like for me at least, um, you know, saying that I had watched your, uh, progression of tungsten from, uh, kind of like the ground up from afar. So I'd always been a fan of like what you were doing and what you're, 
like what you stood for and what you wanted to do with tungsten um and how you're promoting like independent filmmakers and uh it also branched out to just artists in general you just wanted to reach out and you know pick their brain and see what what made them passionate about what they do and i found that to be such a fascinating thing and then i got to meet you and i got to know who you are and know like how and you were severely disappointed and i was so let down <laughs> I was like, like, this is the guy behind it? (laughs) He's been lying to everybody. No, I was... No, it just... It explained a lot that, like, um, I was was very impressed by you and the way you conduct yourself. You're very professional and you're very um, uh, analytical in the way that you think. And it it shows a lot that you uh, went to a math and science high school. Um, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I say that as a good thing. <laughs> Not you. that you're like some. <laughs> this is, but... in fact, named after a metal and an element. After all, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and I, I love like how I asked you about like tungsten, and you went through like the whole spiel of like why it's named tungsten, mm-hmm. and it's got this whole meaning behind it. And so, uh, for a long time, I've been thinking, wow, this guy's got a goal. It's very clear. And it's something that I also believe in. So like in the back of my mind for a while, I've been thinking, you know, I'd really like to be a part of this or at least in some facet work with this guy or this company that he's creating. Mm -hmm. And then you and I met around, I think it was May or June, sometime in the spring. Um, We met at your place and uh, we we talked about a lot of things like the state of the world, what's going on. And then we talked about tungsten and I asked you about like, what are your goals? Where do you want to go? And I just really wanted to get to know more about like what you want to do with tungsten as a company. And you had made it a, a point that it wasn't just this podcast or a platform, but it's this uh, driving force to be able to um, curate uh, filmmaking talent from an independent level. And that, like, I just fell in love with the idea of that and, like, having such a good-hearted, well-meaning person behind it, I was just like, this sounds awesome. And my head was just thinking of different ideas that you could do um, at the time. And I I didn't want to, like, overstep my boundaries (laughs) being, like, a friend, just being like, hey, I just came over to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And now I want to tell you how to run your company (laughs) or just, like, give you ideas. And then fast fast forward to our phone call, like maybe two weeks mm-hmm. ago, and you had brought up tungsten, and you were asking me to color a music video for mm-hmm. you. And then uh, we got on this three hour long discussion about like tungsten and how much I you know love the idea. Um, and then you you popped the question. <laughs> you, <laughs> I sure did. It was I was really nervous. And and I said yes. <laughs> and we're st- and we're forever going to be in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Forever, forever and ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we had like <laughs> two three-hour phone calls, or like two two and a half-hour phone calls, or something. Like the first one was that catch-up yeah. phone call, and then the second one was like, let's actually flesh out the idea of you being a part of it. And I remember. In the first phone call, you were like, 
at one point you said, I want to be involved in any way, even if it's just listening in on a meeting with you and Reagan, I want to be there. <laughs> um, and again, I was so honored that other filmmakers that I like love and respect wanted to be a part of this thing that I like is my biggest goal in life. Um, and I talked to Reagan and it was, she was like immediately on board. Um, and here we are. It feels like, it, it feels like we've been doing this for a while. You know what I mean? Even though like it's relatively new, like Reagan was beginning of December and show you're only like a couple weeks ago. It feels like we've been doing this for a while, which I think is a good sign because it's almost like it was always meant to be this way, you know? So, um, yeah, no, it feels like it's been forever and I'm already tired of it. Yeah, <laughs> you're already like, ready to retire. Ready to retire. The 401k hasn't kicked in just yet. Um, you you ah. probably have like 20 cents in there. Um, you can invest that into GameStop and I think that'll triple. So, you know, <laughs> you're welcome to do that. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it like makes a lot of sense to have a lot of people. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, of course hindsight is, is 2020. I'm like, man, I wish I brought y'all on a year ago. It's like, what would we have accomplished? But, uh, you know, things happen at the time that do for a reason. And we've got a lot of big plans for this year that I want to dive into. And, um, I think we are making a lot of great progress. So this is a really exciting time. This is a fun way to, to introduce y'all. Um, so a, a couple questions before we dive into like specific, specific projects. Um, I have a couple questions for y'all on what your overarching goal is with this. So, um, you know, we talked about why you both wanted to be a part of Tungsten stuff, but thinking about the potential future for this and like we all believe that this can become a profitable entity <laughs> not that the idea is making money but like an entity that can pay for itself and like you know become our main gig you know what i mean um and go on to like produce big budget stuff um what are your biggest goals now that you are the first official producers at tungsten Starting off with a big question. Seriously. Reagan, you want to take this one? Oh no, Joe, I insist. Go for it. <laughs> I'm dreaming about getting a script from an independent filmmaker um, that doesn't have the means or the crew or resources uh, to make said script, but the script is to the quality of something that should be made um, and taking a chance on them. Him or her. I like that. Reagan, that's a tough act to follow. It really, really is. Um, <laughs> no, I think kind of branching off of that, you know, and continuing with that train of thought, um, you know, one of my kind of big goals and aspirations within this is to, you know, elevate those filmmakers who may have those underrepresented stories that we're not used to seeing too, too much, you know, and like Joe said, they may have an incredible story to tell, um, but they just may not have the means, you know, and so being able to meet with these filmmakers, you know, share their story, 
and just create a more inclusive filmmaking industry because it's this is where it starts you know what i mean we're mm -hmm. fresh out of film school and we're kind of you know this generation we're the generation that's going to shape the industry moving forward and i think you know moving forward and creating that more inclusive and diverse environment is absolutely huge so i really look forward to not only the filmmakers we'll meet this year but you know hearing more about them their inspiration and their stories yeah, totally. I think a lot of what our goals are with Tungsten, it's like, what do we not see in the industry? What is absent? And then it's like, well, then how can we fill that gap? You know what I mean? It's like, well, the Calvary isn't coming. No one's going to help us. That's a that's a little harsh, but you know what I mean? It's like, do it yourself. Make it, make it happen in, in your own way. That's a lot of what we're trying to do. I Something I think a lot about to go off with uh, both what y'all were saying um, is I want to connect to that filmmaker who I want to connect to myself seven years ago. You know, I, I want to connect to that filmmaker who like lives in the middle of nowhere is like an early teenager and feels like they have absolutely no resources or knows anybody that's like into film and they just like want to tell a good story. Now, like obviously we're not going to find a 13 year old and give them a million dollars to make their thing. But like that, a lot of the basis in tungsten comes from me going through that living in Mississippi, feeling like I knew no other person that wanted to make movies. Um, but knowing deep down that I definitely wanted to, um, for the rest of my life and just like helping that person. And I think we were all that person, at some point, whether it is with a cute little duck or not, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, some people grow up in the industry, their parents work in the industry, so they're like around it all the time. But I kind of like that we weren't that way, you know? Um, that's just a cool thing to me that we all grew up in such different places, but in our own ways had that similar experience of like, you want to make stuff and you kind of just have to like combine the few resources you can and, and figure it out. You know what I mean? It's where the movie magic happens, you know? Exactly. And like, if you can do it at that level, then I think you can do it at any level. Like there, in, in a way I sympathize with people sympathize maybe isn't the right word, but like people who go to SCAD and their first movie ever is made in like film 100 when you have access to crew, like great equipment, even as like a freshman, you still have access to like way more equipment than I had when I was using my Canon T3i to make my first thing, you know? Um, I, I think it's good for people to go through the process of like, um, not having all the fancy stuff you know what i mean because then if you can if you have the passion to like push that through then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah the equipment that's not that doesn't that isn't what matters what matters is that like how much i care about it you know what i mean yeah and that that makes sense it seems like it's almost like a cycle you know you start with nothing and then you're like ooh, fancy gear i want to go play with the toys and then you learn how to operate with the toys and you learn lighting and you set as many lights up as possible and uh get a massive crane and 
uh, techno jib <laughs> going, and you're like, why are we doing it? Because we exactly. can. <laughs> and it's just a big flex. Yeah. And then I feel like, you know, after the the fluff of that wears off, you're just like, well, why am I really, you know, bringing all this extra stuff in? And then you start to take lights away, take equipment away, and then you strip down crew and it's back to the small crew just because you've trained yourself or reminded yourself that in the end, it's it's really all about the story mm-hmm. um, and what's the most efficient and effective way to tell that story in a new way that people haven't seen before. 100%. And working on a show that is the size of SVU, you know, that has this like huge infrastructure behind it and has been going on for so long as like that, of course, has its place. And like, I'm, I'm learning so much about how television works and just the industry in general, but it really makes me long for a set with eight people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where, like you said, it's just stripped down to like what the story is and you don't have, um, fluff around it not that what svu do what svu does is fluff but like you just have the core people and you're all working solely because you care about that story so that's like a feeling i will always be drawn to um is that kind of like pull yourself up from your bootstrap style of filmmaking i guess (laughs) if that that's probably not the best way to put it but so i want to go into a little bit about what we are doing this year, you know, what our plans are. Um, And I, of course, don't want to be the only one talking. So, Reagan, would you mind telling the lovely folks about our podcast, Hopes and Dreams? Yeah, so this year we've got kind of an exciting lineup going so far. Um, We are kicking it off with Lee White, who is an actual angel, which will be coming out very soon. But other than that, we are just kind of, you know, still going on. We're talking to filmmakers that are both kind of just starting out in the indie world, um, just getting into the industry. And we've also got some people lined up that have been in the industry for quite a few years. So it'll be really exciting to kind of have both of those perspectives, as well as those of, you know, students still in film school. And I don't know, we've got some good surprises this year. Definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, we we've we've been able to plan our interviews like a couple months ahead, and I'm really excited about the people we have lined up. It's it's very exciting. And also, you're talking about Lee. That episode is out right now. So whenever you're listening to this episode that you're currently listening to, when you're done with this, you can just hop on in and go listen to the angel that is Lee White. Um, so make sure you do that after this one. But Joe, would you mind giving a little spiel about our? short film distribution slash production goals. Yeah, so currently what we're doing uh, as Tungsten right now with short films is we're trying to get short films, uh, short film scripts um, pitched to us. And through that, we will be able to help produce and plan a distribution plan for these short films under the Tungsten name. Um, Not to change these films in any way, but basically we're looking for films that fit the, um, this brand of Tungsten and this, uh, basically what Tungsten stands for and new innovative ideas and ways on telling small stories with big impact and diverse 
diverse thought. Mm -hmm. So we're reaching out to lots of filmmakers that have been writing scripts and some that are currently either in production or in post-production stories that we're very interested in. Um, And we're trying to figure out the best way that uh, Tungsten can distribute and promote those filmmakers because in the end, the goal of Tungsten is to get these filmmakers up and running and getting these important stories seen by more people. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, that's something that I was really wanting to get into pre-COVID. Um, and it was, I, I started that with Pink. You know, Pink was the first thing that I like, that Tungsten like picked up that was, like you said, already in um like the production was already happening. They were already like making stuff, making things happen. Um, and that just process was like so much fun and working with them was so great. You were actually on that. You you wrote Pink. You did a fantastic job. Um, and we both did like BTS stuff on set. But I really wanted to do more of that. And I'm so glad that we're able to do more of that. And so, um, you know, we've already announced some exciting films that we're working on. Uh, and we've got even more coming at the, coming up in the future. So um, very excited to work with these filmmakers. Some we know really well. Some we're getting to know better through working with them. And um, I think we're going to have some really amazing shorts coming out this year. So very excited about that process. Um, also, the, the Broken Wing music video is finally done. Uh, Joe colored it, did an amazing job. Um, very excited Thank for that you. to finally be done. Hopefully we'll be coming out in like a, actually, I don't want to give a timeline. Hopefully we'll be coming out soon. Um, of course, when it does, you can check out the tungsten social media channels to like see that and everything. We also have a BTS documentary about, um, the filming of broken wing that will be coming out on the tungsten YouTube channel. Uh, once the video comes out and once it's done, um, and, uh, hopefully going to make some more music videos this year. Got some ideas that we want to pitch to people um, and just make as much great stuff as we can. Now that we have these uh, two fantastic minds and one mind that's like kind of okay, talking about my mind uh, together, (laughs) um, we can make some great stuff. And so I think that's all really exciting. Um, We got a couple questions from our Instagram, if you're not following us on Instagram, you absolutely should. It's at Tungsten Originals. Uh, every time before an episode, uh, before I interview people, I post on the Tungsten story, Instagram story, asking for question submissions. And I did that for this episode. And I want to read a couple because we got some great ones. We have a very smart audience. Um, the first one is from Nicole Barley, one of the filmmakers that we are working with this year. She said, if you could produce a movie on any topic what would your dream project be? Oh gosh. It's another big question. (laughs) That is, but it's such a good one. I think I've got one. Can I, can I say two answers? Cause they're two very different things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one, uh, historically accurate, um, historical epic about the French revolution Mm -hmm. and the, uh, um, was it called the Red Scare? Was the name of uh, the the whole guillotine? Oh um, yeah, incident. <laughs> basically, when everyone's ropes, basically about Robespierre and his rise and fall to power. Mm. Um, 
And then artificial intelligence. And the artificial intelligence is already being worked on. Yes. Fun fact. <laughs> That's really interesting. Uh, Reagan, what about you? Wow, that is tough. Um, <laughs> I used to hang out with, I say hang out, um, I was kind of a caretaker for this uh, woman who, you know, her husband had been stationed over in Japan in, um, I think, the 50s, and she was like a model, and she did, she just had this incredible and mysterious life and was just, you know, by the end of her life was... Um, you know, kind of jaded to the world, but had such still like wisdom and wonder to her and was a huge inspiration to me, you know, even up until her death. And I think I'd like to do a little piece on her um, maybe someday in the future. Or also um, I'd like to do a highlighted piece on kind of chronic illness because when you see that in media, uh, it's usually portrayed in certain ways. And I think... Um, like to see a fresh new perspective so i think those are my answers but my goodness nicole that was a, so good i'm gonna be thinking about that for like yeah i know the rest of the month. it really got my brain going um that's great i like that a lot um i definitely want to make some space movie i've already made one but they didn't actually go to space so i want to <laughs> i want to make something where they're actually out there um it's pretty general but as a self-prescribed space boy, it's going to have to happen at some point. Um, but something that is much more <laughs> obtainable at my current level, I really want to make a documentary about Mississippi where I just go around Mississippi. I'd love to spend like a year, a year straight there, where I'm just driving all across the state and interviewing people. I want to interview the most quote unquote normal, meaning like people who are not famous or whatever, Mississippians and learn about their lives because Mississippi is ripe with stories. It's people are ripe with stories. And I think a lot of it um, is not understood by a lot of people. A lot of people make a lot of assumptions about Mississippi and some of those assumptions are true, but a lot of them are not. And I think the best way to learn about a place is to talk to the people that live there. So, um, you know, as a Mississippian who is so proud that I am from there. Um, and also I want to understand it more and understand how I fit there, um, how it fits into my life and stuff. I'd love to just like get in a car and just drive all around the state to the places that like people don't go to the really, um, rural places. I mean, that's the whole state, but you know, I want to, I want to talk to seemingly, uh, unassuming people and just learn about them. And I think you could get some really great stuff that way. So a space movie and that are, were the two things that first came to my mind. Um, but Nicole, thank you so much. That was such a great question. The second is from Lauren Batista, friend of the show, worked on junk, producer on junk, and also many other fantastic projects. This is another big one. And I'm really curious to hear y'all's thoughts. She said, in a world where Tungsten produced your favorite movie, what would you have changed? I guess to start off, what are you guys' favorite movies? My favorite movie? I know that's a uh, loaded uh, question that, for a film major, but... Yeah, that's a rough yeah. one. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> I 
I think I think uh, to help you think of it this way, like what's the exemplary film that encapsulates what you think tungsten would create? Mm, okay. And then what would you change about that? That's yeah, that's a good way to combine both of those questions. I like that a lot. Oh goodness. Welcome back to the thinking podcast. <laughs> My brain's getting real warm over here. It's like the laptop fan, but it's yeah. in my brain. Oh, yeah. it's, it's exactly this. Just back this. Just coming out of our ears. Okay, I have I have a tungsten movie. Coming up with something to fix about it will be kind of difficult. But the first movie that comes to my mind when I think about, like you said, it encapsulates tungsten is Wildlife, which we actually referenced a lot for the visual style of blueberries. Wildlife, if you first off if you haven't watched it you gotta watch it but wildlife is paul dano's directorial debut and it has uh jake gyllenhaal and carrie mulligan as the stars in it it is just at its core an interpersonal drama about a family dealing with conflict <laughs> and it is so well acted and well written and it's shot beautifully um Man, in terms of things that I would change, trying to come up with like something in it that like I really didn't like is difficult because I've <laughs> I've used it to reference how I want to make stuff pretty clearly. I guess I would change that like um I would want to be the director <laughs> just because it's such a good thing and I wish I worked on it in some capacity. But what what I think one of the many ways that it encapsulates Tungsten is that it was his directorial debut. Obviously, Paul Dano isn't like some just some guy. He obviously has a career behind him and has a lot of success. But like the fact that they took a shot with someone's first feature and gave them the money and resources that they needed to make this great thing, um, as you were saying earlier, Joe, is like what I would love to do with wildlife so while y'all answer i'll try to think of something i would change in terms of like i'm only going to flaws i guess flaws isn't the right thing um i don't know maybe i would set it in mississippi that'd be kind of cool maybe that's what i would do but that's not the best it's answer. funny you say that about like giving him the chance because um i don't know if you knew this maybe you did but jake gyllenhaal was actually a producer on that and um I had listened to a podcast that he was on and he was like talking about being a producer on something that you're also acting in with a director that you're also friends with. Right. But you're giving him his first chance. And so he'd be like seeing them set up and um, waiting for like the right time of day and they wouldn't be shooting. And Jake thinking with his producer hat on right. would be like, why aren't we shooting? Paul, let's shoot now. And he's like, no, we're just going to wait for the right time of the day and get get the shot when the light's right. And uh, Jake was like, <laughs> thinking like a producer, we're wasting yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> but in the in the end, he said that he was like, now he, it's comforting to know that like he knew what he was doing and he was, Paul Dano was comfortable in that position and he had the guts to like stand up to the producer and be like, no, I, tr I trust in the judgment that I made with my DP and mm -hmm. we're, we're gonna shoot this uh, the way it was scheduled. Wow, that's cool. Also, another tungsten goal, work with Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> in any capacity. <laughs> Add it to the list. 
what about y'all what encapsulates tungsten in your mind i feel like this is a question i wish we had like a week ago or something yeah just to really put some love into mm-hmm. i have like several movies running through my head first one that came up after you said uh wildlife is um october sky yes. maybe just because it has uh yes. jake gyllenhaal and Ugh. it's also like i know it's like your favorite movie i love october sky um, it's so good it's like it's like a family favorite in in our in my childhood household such a good movie but it's so it's so hard to like take a movie that you think is like exemplary of the idea that is tungsten and then be like, well, I changed this one thing. Right. And like you said, I changed the director to be yeah, me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I guess I was I was thinking about I was trying to answer that question in terms of like flaws, like what would I fix? And I think that's the wrong way to try to answer it. I think it'd be cool if wildlife was set in Mississippi during like the great flood of whenever it was. I forget when it was, but there was like this really great flood in Mississippi that like wiped out towns and stuff. So like that would be my answer. If I could change wildlife, like that is what I would do. But in terms of like the, I don't think the flaws is the best way to think of it. But October Sky, primo. Love that stuff. Reagan, you got a movie yet? I don't. And sometimes I feel like a, um, like a bad film major because, you know, not in like a, ooh, you doing Like, just lately especially within the past couple of years at school just been really busy making movies that unfortunately i don't get to consume as much content as like i used to and that Mm. might make me a bad film major i'm not entirely too sure yet but i don't think so i think it's maybe not from like the perspective of the content of the film and this could be a really lame reference, and I guess the magic of this is that you could cut this answer out and post if you wanted. But um, one of my favorite movies ever is The Princess Bride. And I like to think about it from the crew's perspective. You know, I really love those behind the scenes stories on set and how this crew basically became, you know, they were all so passionate about this project and this film and what they were doing and just each other. And to this day, like the cast will still like, think about that movie like it was yesterday and just, it brings such joy to their eyes. And I like to think about, you know, Tungsten and some of the projects that we've been involved with so far and being able to work with like such incredible crews that just, you know, we're all fueling each other's passions. Um, Even on the toughest days, it's like, wow, like I'm glad I get to work with you guys, you know? Mm -hmm. and. I don't know, just the care and love and just excitement that we all have and thinking about, you know, stuff like that. I just hope that we can still like, I don't know, have that going into the future in any project we take on. So I don't know if that was a lame answer, but I guess maybe not from a movie perspective, but a perspective. I totally agree. Very heartwarming. Fired, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about you, Joe? Um, for lack of a more, I don't think this is a bad answer, but I think given enough time, I'd think of a different movie. But off the top of my head, um, because we've been talking about it 
multiple times is First Man uh, by Damon I was Chazelle. hoping you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another space movie with a lot of rockets. Um, there's so much that I love about that movie. Uh, the score, um, the visual effects, how they decided to do it as practically as possible with screens, the LED, big LED screens and shooting the ships right in front of it or shooting miniatures in front of it. Um, and then the ending just destroyed me. Yeah. Uh, about a man who's just running away from all of his response, not responsibilities, but running away from his grief so much so that he literally goes to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he comes back to face his wife, there's a barrier, a physical barrier in front of them. And then boom, that's the end of the movie. Yep. And I was, it crushed me. I was crying in my seat. Um, I think there was a few things I would change about it as maybe just it drags a little bit. Um, it's pretty long. And I've come to the understanding that like Neil Armstrong himself wasn't much of a an exuberant character. Um, and that people are saying, you know, Ryan Gosling was a little boring or he wasn't somewhat, he was very stoic. Um, so apparently he played him pretty accurately. But I think there could have been a little bit more, a little bit more plot-wise going on that was um, inserted in there. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm I'm saying all this like acting like I would be able to insert something better than what they created. But uh, you know, I still love that movie. But I think it could have been um, brought up a, a notch with a little bit more going on in the plot. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, it's it's a it's a long one, so fat could be trimmed a little bit. It's a long movie. Yeah, I, that reminds me. Another thing that I think encapsulates tungsten in the documentary world is another space movie, Apollo Eleven. Um, Apollo Eleven is, of course, about Apollo Eleven, and the way they make it is that it's using only archival footage. Um, that is like never before seen. They don't use any voiceover to explain stuff. No like talking head interviews. It basically happens as Apollo 11 happened. And you're like watching it almost as if you were alive at the time for it to happen. And uh, the director said that they have a version of the movie that is nine days long, um, which is how long the actual, you know, Apollo 11 mission was from launch to landing. And so just like that whole idea of like going through all that footage and like trying to tell the story as honestly as possible is a really cool idea. It, it A lot of this comes from like the honesty and reverence for like the story you are telling. Um, so yeah, I think all of that stuff encapsulates tungsten in a really great way. So I appreciate both of your answers. Um, but yeah, this has been an exciting way to introduce the world to y'all. Um, I, I've said it so much. I will say it again. This will not be the last time I say this. I am so honored that y'all wanted to be a part of this. Tungsten is something that I'm always thinking about. Um, I'm always thinking about ways that I can do better with it, like all of the different things that I have to do and want to do. I mean that in a good way, not in like a stressed out way, but like a good way. Um, and just dreaming for the day that we can all have an office and go work together in person (laughs) and um, just kind of like boots on the ground, make stuff. 
I'll have to convince Joe to move to New York, but like, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I think tungsten um, is not to a blow smoke up on my own ass. I think tungsten is a good idea. And I think it is possible to achieve what I want to achieve with it. And part of the steps of, to get there is to work with amazing people. And that's why you were both right in front of me. Um, so it really does mean a lot. Um, it has already been so much fun having you both on and we've already accomplished so much and we have such great plans and I'm, I can't wait to share with everyone, like what we have coming up that we can't talk about right now, but we've got some exciting things. And, um, with the addition of y'all, um, and the lovely editors that we have for the podcast, tungsten is starting to look more like what I dreamed it would be like. Um, I think it was good that I had a time where it was just me because it forced me to learn everything and like be a, a part of, you know, a part of everything that I was wanting to make. And it really just proved myself that I wanted to do this. So having Elon has just, it's only made life easier and better. I've been very happy since having Elon. So, um, thank you again. It's been a lot of fun and I just can't wait to just to continue you know what i mean continue doing what we've been doing yeah thanks for having us and it's gonna be one heck of a year got some really exciting things and can't wait to see how tungsten grows this year in many many ways <laughs> yeah i'm really excited i can't thank you enough for bringing me on board and excited to be with both reagan and you and I'm very excited for what's to come so yeah Cheers to tungsten. Cheers to tungsten. Cheers if to you tungsten. are, if you are, if you're driving right now, I want you to pull out a drink <laughs> and give us a little cheers to tungsten. Um, if you have listened to this episode, especially if you if you've listened to this far, thank you so much. Um, you know, tungsten is able to do what it does largely because of the people that care about it and um, that listen to the podcast and like watch what we make and are so supportive. Many of our friends are so supportive of Tungsten. And also there are people that are supportive of Tungsten that we don't even know, which also baffles my mind that people know about this and they've never met me. Um, <laughs> I'm so used to the thought process of like, it's all scad people, but it's not all scad people. So if you know about Tungsten and we don't know who you are, let us know, introduce yourself, <laughs> you know, the on Instagram or whatever it is. We want to hear from you. Um, also, uh, another great thing that I'm sure I said in the beginning of this episode um, is that we have video episodes of the podcast now. So not of this episode, but Lee's episode, uh, which is the first like episode back in our typical interview format. Um, you can listen to it wherever you get your podcast, but you can also watch it, uh, which is an exciting thing that is only possible because the team has grown. That's something that I wanted to do for a while. So getting to actually do it is really cool. Um, so you can just head over to our YouTube channel. It's Tungsten Originals. Uh, search it and you'll find it. And, um, you know, even if you did uh, listen to Lee's episode entirely, you know, in sound only form, drop a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about this episode. Um, you know, we want to hear from you. Um, and if there are any filmmakers out there uh, that we do or don't know, and you potentially want to work together on Tungsten in some way, 
shoot us an email and maybe we can figure something out. Um, but thank you so much for listening, uh, especially the people that have like been asking me where the podcast has been. I was worried going into this long break that people would forget and no longer care. And so <laughs> the fact that people still care um, is really cool to me. So, uh, you know, it means a lot. I have put a lot of effort into this. Joe and Reagan have already put so much effort into it. Um, y'all's dedication to this, even so early into this process, makes me really happy. I, I feel very full of joy. Um, I know that's all cheesy stuff, but it's true. Um, so yeah, love you both very much. So glad you're a part of this. And um, thank you for listening. After this episode, you should go listen to Lee's episode. And uh, every episode from here on out will be released on Friday. And we've got more exciting things coming. So thanks to everyone for being here. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.